Good morning again. Today, as we listen to the, the second readings we're going to be spending most time on, and that's the letter from Colossians, uh, or Galatians, I'm sorry, chapter 6. If you have a pew Bible, it's on page 1276. And it's going to set us up, but I want to deal with the gospel for a moment. And in the gospel today, you know, they're sitting there and it talks about peace, which we're going to get into in a second. But they're rejoicing. He sends the people out and they're rejoicing because they have power and because the demons are shrieking before them and they can heal the sick. And Jesus says, stop it. Don't be concerned about that. Be concerned that you're going to live forever. Don't concern that you have power. Be concerned you're with me. That's what it comes down to. And so when we go to the, God, the first, the second reading today, I'm sorry, in Galatians, in Galatians it starts with verse 14, chapter 6, verse 14. But may I never boast of anything except for the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. You get what the gospel is and put here? Paul understood that. You know, he didn't go around boasting, hey, I can expel demons, hey, I can cure the sick, hey, I have great miracles and great power, hey, I can do all this stuff. He said, may I never boast of anything except for the cross of Jesus Christ. You know, that's why we have in the center of our church here a cross. That's what we're called to boast about. The cross of Jesus Christ, what He did for me. But more than that, what I now need to continue to do for the world. He says, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. We have to look at our lives. Please, let's look at it, examine it together. Have I been crucified to the world? And has the world been crucified to me? Or do I try to live a double life? Do I try to live for Jesus and for the world? Do I try to have it both ways? Or can I say the only thing I boast about is the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and why do I boast about it? Because I have been crucified to the world. I am dead to the world. The world and its pleasures and its uh, uh, passions and its desires have no effect on me. I don't live for here. I live for the world that's to come. And that's what Jesus was saying in the Gospel. Don't be concerned about all the stuff you can do now. Be concerned you're going to live forever. This world is not our home, as I've said a billion times. We're just passing through. And so, do I live that way? Or do I live in the world? Do I live for the world? You know, how much money am I going to make? Is it enough money? Is everybody going to like me? Is this going to be good? Is that going to be good? Or do I say, Jesus, I live today for you. The only thing that matters when I wake up in the morning is to do what you want me to do. Period. Huh? That's what it comes down to. And then the world will take care of itself. Seek ye first the kingdom, Jesus said. You ever hear this before? And then what? Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and then everything else will be given to you. But seek ye first the kingdom. So that's what each of us got to think. Am I one who has been crucified that I seek beyond all things the kingdom of heaven first? His way of righteousness, His way over me. And then we go on. For it doesn't mean about circumcision, again, that's not important for us, but that one has become a new creation. Peace and mercy to all who follow this rule of life. 
From now on, though, let no man trouble me, for I bear in my own body the marks of the crucified one. What we are called to be as Christians is an icon of the crucified. An icon of the crucified, which means what? That I am called to live my life in such a way that people see the crucified Christ inside of me. The only way for you and I to truly have life is when you and I decide to be crucified to the world and crucified in such a way that I can then say what Paul says earlier, it's the same theme in Galatians 2.19, which is, I have been crucified with Christ. The life I live now, it's not my own. It's Jesus Christ who lives inside of me. Right? So it's the same book of Galatians and the theme is being carried out. The only thing that matters is that I have been crucified with Christ now. And so look at my hands, look at my feet, look at my side. I bear the marks of the crucified one in my body. Now how do we do that? By being crucified for others. By being a person for others. And when that happens, then the second part is given to us, peace and mercy to all those who live this way of life. But let's really reflect on that reality. How to become an icon of the crucified? Well, I start with myself. What I have to do with myself, first of all, to be an icon of the crucified, is I have to learn to discipline myself. You know, again, it says in the Old Testament, my people die for lack of discipline. Do I have a disciplined life? Meaning first, do I have a life that uh, prayer is the first thing, that I discipline myself for that prayer time? Do I discipline myself in the way I eat? Do I discipline myself in the way I spend my money? Do I discipline myself in the way I spend time with my family? Do I discipline myself? Do I have a disciplined life? And so that's the first thing. If I don't, then I have not truly been crucified because I'm still living life my way. And again, the purpose of life isn't to live it my way, but it's to live it God's way, right? So first, I'd like to reflect on my own life. Am I have a disciplined life? Do I take care of my body? Do I crucify my body? Or do I just let it go? And it doesn't really matter. God loves me as I am. Of course God loves you and me as we are, but He doesn't leave us where we are. He says, okay, now be crucified with me. Discipline yourself. Incorporate my life into yours. First thing. The second thing we look at is that thing of family. Am I disciplined? Have I been crucified with my family? Meaning, do I am I more concerned about my spouse's needs than I am about my own? Or do I get mad at them because you didn't look at me right this morning? Or do I concerned? Am I? Do I live for them? Do I say, do I live out those vows when I got married, when I looked at my spouse and I says, here, sweetheart, or here, guy, I love you so much that I give up my life for you. And it doesn't matter what I want anymore. The only thing that matters is what you want. Have I truly been crucified with my spouse? Do I live a life for them? Or do I live a life for me? What you can do for me. You know, and that goes in everything about spending time with each other, how our sexual life is, how we spend money. Is it a time where I live for my spouse? 
that I'm always more concerned about their needs than I am about my own. Now, of course, if they're living the same way, that's going to be a perfect act of love. Huh? So, is that the way I live my life? Or am I sitting, you know, even when it comes to our spirituality. Well, he gets in the way of my spirituality. How nice. Am I living for a crucified? Your spirituality, number one, is to do what? To die. He'll give you an excuse. Okay? So you sit there or she'll give you an excuse. It all depends, huh? Do I live my life with my spouse crucified? Those of us who have kids. Do I live my life concerned about them? Do I affirm them? Or do I just put them down? Do I say what they're doing right? Or do I say what they're doing wrong? At the end of my day, when I'm reflecting on my life and going to bed and I do my examination of conscience, have I supported them more than I have uh, uh, disciplined them in a wrong way? Even when I discipline my kids, do I discipline them knowing, do they know after I yell at them and say, you can't do that anymore, do I look at them and say, you know, but I love you and I do this to you because I love you? Or do I do it and just, hey, this is the way I am, you're going to live it my way, and this is the way I said. Okay, so how am I, have I been crucified for my family? How about my social structure, my people at work? How am I been crucified there? Do I live a life that's always more concerned about others? Or am I trying to get everybody to look at me and see what I've done? Or am I always more concerned about them? Do I ask them how they're doing? Do I reach out in my life to find out how their life is? Have I been crucified in the world so I can love them? It doesn't matter whether you love me or hate me. I will love you because God commanded me to. How about in our church? Do I here as a person, am I been a crucified member of this community? Have I given my time and my talents not for myself, but for the body of Christ? Have I used everything God has given me? And then said, Lord, every gift You've given me, You haven't given me for me. You've given me for the body. And Lord, I gladly, gladly give up my talents for the church. How involved are you in the church? Some people say, well, Father, how come it's always the same people that do everything? because everybody else doesn't volunteer. Now, I don't know if we have, before I got here, I know three weeks in a row I asked people to volunteer to help set up at the end. Did we get people to do that? Yes, very good. But it took three weeks, three weeks to ask, beg, please, would someone help? We should be doing that gladly from our lives. Gladly. I am here to what? To serve to be a crucified member of the body of Christ. When I am crucified with Christ, that means I die with Him and I give my life away for others. I live a life for others. The I am third that each of us should put on our mirrors that we look at every morning. You know, a big sign, I am third. Boom! Look in the mirror to comb your hair. Oh, I'm third. Oh, dear. Do I live that way? Did I live my life today that I was third? Did I live my life for number one? Go for the gusto. Me, me, me. God promises us through His Word that when we have been crucified with Him, in Galatians He says, peace and mercy to all who live this way of life. He promises you and me a life of great mercy and of great peace. And then when you and I are filled with peace, then we can be like those disciples who went around that as soon as we walk into a house, we say, what with the Gospel today? Peace be to this house. 
But notice, before they could bring peace to a house, they had to have peace. And they had peace because they allowed themselves to be crucified with Christ. So they just went around saying, I'm going to go preach the Word of God. That's all that matters. They've already been crucified. Now they're people that are bearers of peace. Are we truly bearers of peace? And if not, if I don't have peace in my heart, then I've got to really think, have I been living the crucified life? Truly. If not, hey, me too sometimes. A lot of times. We've got to change. God doesn't. He loves us where we are, but He doesn't leave us where we are. We sit there today, we're convicted by the Spirit of God, and we say, okay, Lord, I give you permission. Help me to truly live the crucified life for love of you and your people. You got it? You get it? Good. May each of you know his love today and forever. Amen.